the box! Well, it's literally could be anything. Even a boat. Yeah, could be a fucking boat. What's that off of? It's it could be a boat. Could be it's anything. not a boat though. It's it's something. Even a boat. Could be. It's from something though. Yeah, I know, and it's gonna bug the fuck out of me. I'll think of it like three weeks from now. Even a boat. Yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna scream like whatever it's from. Yeah. Like leave it to Beaver. Oh, it's from Family Guy. No, or it could be uh, fuck. I know what it's from. I can't think of it though. Maybe. Oh it's no, that's literally gonna bug the fuck out of me. Move on. Or the mystery box. What's in the mystery box? What's in the box? It could be in anything. Could even be a boat. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. If of. you can name that movie, I'll give what, you a high seven? five. Yeah. Hey, you did it. I'm surprised Dude, you that's knew like that. That's like one of my favorite movies. It was phenomenal. Even a boat. <laughs> it just gets funnier. That's the gonna more be I the it. yeah. Yeah, that's the new yeah. <laughs> What is up, you flat sodas? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the Archduke of Transitions, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is the king of useless facts, Matt. What is going on, my man? Not a damn thing. I spent about... Good. Today, I spent about half an hour on Instagram at cute animals because why the fuck wouldn't I do that? What do you define as a cute animal? Baby animals. Just in general, baby animals. Go on Instagram and follow the dodo. It's D-O-D-O. It's the most incredible waste of time Just like ever has been. Yeah. cuteness. Yes. I love that. See, there's some, like, infant animals that I find adorable, and there's some infant animals that I'm just like, I get away from me. You're terrifying. Like, little baby pigs are... Oh, my goodness. Game fucking over, man. Yeah, that's, like, some of the cutest shit on the planet. Like, puppies, get out of here. Best thing ever. Little yes. pigs, get out of here. Best thing ever. Baby otters, monkeys, baby otters, otters are well. First of all, otters in general, absolutely fucking adorable. Yes. But baby otters specifically, like my heart l- actually melts. Baby what? owls, oh owls my are cool goodness! As fuck. Yeah, owls just in general are cool. like I watch adult owl videos, just like them turning their heads and them just like being just birds of prey, which you wouldn't think owls are. They're fucking savages. Yeah, they're you know mean. How long their legs mean are? Such it's crazy. Really? Yeah. I guess I never really considered it. I saw like, a tweet the other day. And it was, it must have been somebody like from a city, like had only grown up, grow up in a city uh, and have never seen like any kind of wilderness or anything. But it was a list of animals and like how your brain perceives them and how they are actually in size. And it was like deer, deer are bigger than you think. Moose are way bigger than you. Bears are smaller than you think, but also faster than you think. And I'm like, half of the animals that they said on there, like I have seen them on a regular basis since I was like four years child yeah because we're we're just rednecks essentially Uh, we are a fucking meat bag (laughs) like if you put us up against any other animal nine times out of ten that animal will fuck you up that's the thing too and i am terrified of horses and everybody when i say i'm terrified of horses people are just like why why are you because i'm like you are looking at an animal that is literally 10 times your weight and size and it's not like that animal is just immensely fat. That animal is just a brick house of muscle. Like if yeah. a horse wants to kill you, a horse will kill you in seconds. Trample the shit out of you. Yeah, it's not like you look at a bear and you're like, I think I want to get on top of that thing. Or you look at like uh, anything else that could possibly kill you, obviously, like a lion. I'm like, I'm not going to go play with that lion in that cage. But a horse is like equally as capable of killing you as those things. Maybe not with claws or teeth, but horses are just fast. I wouldn't say as capable. They could fuck you up for sure. Look at hippos. Hippos are just like baby hippos. Cutest, cutest things on the planet. Hippos are savage animals. They are the most 
the cause of most deaths in Africa. And there's like videos of hippos like out swimming boats, like mm-hmm. on full blast, like boats just going and hippos just coming up and they're not swimming, they're fucking dead. running on the ocean floor or not on the ocean, but they're yeah, the floor. ocean. Yeah, they can swim fast, but they like jog underwater. It's crazy. They're like I'm, super, I'm more of a super, than I am of like a crocodile. fucking territorial. Welcome to the Fetch and Shock Wilderness podcast. Yeah, I've told you it's the fucking <laughs> variety podcast. I love how they just every single week now it turns into us just talking about something so obscure and not even close to Magic the Gathering. And we just dive right into nothingness. I'm not mad about it. Gotta like it. That's what we do. Just say fuck it and go in on something. If you out there in Twitter world, uh, or YouTube world or whatever world, uh, wanna <laughs> just give us a topic to rant about instead of talking about magic, just fire us a tweet at uh, fetch underscore shock. We'll probably fucking chat about it for a while too, because we, believe it or not, go off on tangents. Our next, uh, yeah, we're just gonna have an episode. We'll do like another giveaway or something, and instead of it being questions like we did the last one, it's just going to be give us a topic and we will either complain about it or rant about it or give our long-winded opinions about it. Yes, I'm an expert <laughs> in everything, apparently. And then we will we will time the amount that we, like, after we record, we'll time the amount that we went on something, a rant, and the longest rant wins the giveaway. <laughs> Ooh, I really like that. I kind of love that idea. I can go off on some bit, too. It'll be like a seven-hour podcast. All right, I'm fine with that. We just lock, lock ourselves in a room and just go deep. I could have talked about fucking African animals for days. Maybe that'll be that'll be on the the Fetch and Shock Wildlife podcast. There we go. In the wild with Matt and Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah. See, I'm a genius, man. It's it's it just comes naturally to me. <laughs> but maybe on our Matches Gathering podcast, we should at some point talk about the game Magic, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I guess uh, the first thing let's talk about um let's talk about the weekly mtg that uh wizards does i believe it's a stream and they put it on youtube i never catch the stream and most of the time i don't even watch it because it's never important um but this week we actually got some pretty cool information about some things coming down the pipeline in the future of magic they gave us a release date and a pre-release date for theros beyond death which i am out of this world excited for like this is probably the site i was or the uh, the set i was most hyped for since uh return to innistrad yeah i'm thinking i'm really hoping it's just like all in the underworld i mean it almost has to be right yeah i just want i will also want them to bring back devotion because that's one of my favorite mechanics like both in limited and constructed even though some people are just like oh i ruined constructed i'm like i don't care it's a it's a mechanic i like yeah and it only even standard so eh. yeah and also you don't have to like you don't have to waste time with like lands because you're just playing like essentially basics in there. Yeah, that's very and true. The most important, or, I guess, like, well, Shocklands, will they rotate out by then? Or I don't believe so. But even then, like, that's still not going to be a big issue. I mean, the big thing is like fetch lands are a pain, or any land that like fetches. So like evolving yeah. wilds or the new evolving wilds, whatever it's called. Uh, Hibbity bibbity. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, fabled passage. That is what it is. Hmm. Like that, like just things like that, and like once up, or I guess not once upon a time, but like just things that actively make you search your library and then shuffle it. It's really slow games down, at least for a viewing experience. And I'm not huge on playing standard, but I watch every mythic championship that I can. 
And if GPs were covered more, I would probably spend my weekends at least partially watching GP coverage. That's usually what I would do. I would just uh, throw it on my Apple TV or whatever and just leave it on, even if it's in the background while I'm doing other shit. Yeah, like I'll be like cleaning the house or I'll be like I'll be brewing a deck for a format or I'll be like jamming games at my computer and then have on like my other screen the mythic championship just like playing yeah because coverage is always good i don't think yeah, there's ever been, nobody's gonna fucking do that anymore that. which is not really sure why they decided to well they're saving the pennies for other things man i mean that's just that's pretty much what it boils down to, at least from what i surmised it's all about why the pennies. just make didn't make money off of it yeah i mean they're really they really weren't making money and there is that thing that we kind of touched on last week where there is that it seems as though it's a concerted effort to move away from constructed and into a more casual kind of thing. So they're like, oh, we'll throw the constructed kids a bone every uh, couple months where we have the, the Mythic Championship. But if you guys want a weekly content, you guys can uh, go find it elsewhere. Star City Games is pretty much the only one. Yeah, SCG. Thank goodness for SCG. Yeah, they're if, just like, okay, I well, watch now we get pretty much 100% of views instead of... Because oftentimes the SCG tour and GPs overlapped, but now it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, we have all the fucking viewers instead of half of them. And because I'm like you, I be dislike standard, but I'll still watch it. I'll watch coverage, yeah. And the, and the thing is, too, and it might have honestly been a real uh, like factor in Wizards' decision to not continue with coverage because the commentary on SCG is leagues ahead of what wizards had for commentary like i could listen to cedric phillips and uh, not, patrick chapin, no, uh not patrick chapin no not patrick chapin yeah patrick sullivan yeah i knew i knew you were right on the on the right path with patrick but i could yeah i could listen to said and uh pat sullivan commentary on any format at any point in time and always just be completely content yeah i agree they, they crush it they're so good at what they do he's just a Awesome color commentator. Yeah, and just Pat's all like Pat Sullivan is also a game designer, so his little like quips on game design and how he hates certain cards and loves certain cards because of their design is always super interesting. And they're even just banter about non magic things. Even if I don't give two shits about basketball, when they get into it about basketball, I'm like, okay, now I'm I I love this. Like this is great. Yeah, I could give a shit about basketball. But their commentary on it is hysterical. That and NBA Jam, they love talking about. Yes, hell yeah. But I mean, NBA Jam, even if you don't like basketball, that game was tight. Yeah. That game was super good. But yeah, so Theros Beyond Death. Uh, we're, there I'm we excited. go again, just fucking going off. We suck at this podcast thing, man. <laughs> but yeah, it, so the pre-release for that is going to be January 17th through the 19th. And the subsequent release date is a week after on January 24th. And we also got the pre-release and release dates for the next set, uh, Ikora Layer of Behemoths, which is, I have no idea. It's an obviously a new plane, uh, so we don't have any information on that. It is April 17th through the 19th, and then the release date is April 24th. So pretty easy to remember because they're the exact same dates, just three months later. Yeah. Which I'm, yeah, I'm actually, I don't know what this Ikora thing is all about. Uh, but Layer of Behemoths, I, I like that. Like, I don't, there's something about that that gets me excited. My theory is going to be like Jund, Naya, like the big creature style. Oh, like a wilderness kind of theme. Yeah, just like big dumb idiots smashing um, into each other. I and I feel so stupid right now because I should have thought of this and I should or I should have looked it up before. Um, 
but it's like there's a there was a game on PlayStation. It was like Monster Hunter or Giant Hunter or something like that. And where like the whole entire point was you find these like big crazy beasts and you kill them and like you take their heads return. And like that's kind of what I'm thinking this might be where there's going to be like hunters and then there's going to be like big legendary creatures and then they're just other like feral life. Grook is going to kill Liliana, bring her back, and then they're going to go slay some beasts together. Well, I haven't been keeping up on the lore. Um, as I far never as like, do. I, I usually rely on you for that. And usually I'm up to date with it. But with uh, with the things that have been going on recently, I have not been able to even kind of give a shit about uh, Eldraine. Uh, and it's so weird to be keeping track with lore from top-down design sets because I'm always so focused on the the things and the like the tropes and the stories that they're pulling from that I don't give a shit about what's going on in actual magic lore. Like Innistrad, like I I really it took me a while to give a shit about that. And that was also like my first introduction to even caring about the lore. Um was like Theros Innistrad. Uh but Theros I really dove deep on because I wanted to know all of the tropes that they were pulling from, even ones that I that were at least kind of obscure or not commonly known. Uh, but I also wanted to learn about like what was going on with Elspeth, what was going on with her little quarrel with the gods and how she had to like kill Xenagos and then got betrayed by like Heliod and all this stuff. So yeah, I didn't know any of them. Yeah. I'm super into that. Like that was one of my big introductions to getting into the lore of magic. So I'm excited to go back to Theros for that reason. Cause Elspeth is one of my favorite planeswalkers because white and also just super badass. Yeah. That was a really cool set. Like those were the, the first God cards that they really came out with. Like that style of card, obviously, but yeah, and those were really, so cool. How it they was definitely a cool design change. Yeah, and how they mixed in the mechanics with the legendary creatures, and like had one for each color, and they made a lot of sense. Yeah, like how your devotion was just like you have to be committed to this in certain ideal, and once you're so committed to that uh, that ideal that comes the, online, it manifests into a creature. That is so cool. Yeah, I definitely like that aspect of it. And they honestly, in Limited, they were such a pain in the ass and so good. Did you ever open a God pack? No, but I was actually at in a draft where somebody did. I wasn't the one who did, but somebody else did. And they opened it up and me. It was just like, um, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And yeah, they the, just threw another pack. In. The shop owner was just like, you keep that pack and then we'll just open another one because that is yeah. insane. Yeah, I did that. I got one of those. It was super cool. Yeah, I would have killed for that because that was one of my favorite sets. But yeah, we got this Ikora layer of Behemoths, which who knows what that'll be. We, I mean, we can only speculate at this point. Uh, I'm hoping it's cool. I always like when they go to new planes and they don't completely butcher them. Yeah, don't fuck it up too bad. Yeah, because I'm a sucker for flavor, um, especially with new ideas where they get to put something in my head and now it's just like buried in my brain forever, which I dig. Um, they also <laughs> announced the release dates for some other new product, one of which is called, uh, it's Game Nights. They had one in 2019, so this one's the 2021. Um, and essentially, it's just a, like a starter kit for people who are trying to get into Magic. It's something that the idea is you you purchase it, and then you put it on your shelf with all your other board games, and then when your friends come over and they want to play some Magic the Gather, or they want, want to do something new, you like, oh, I have this game called Magic the Gathering. Would you like to learn? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. It sounds like right up my alley. 
and they you get you get to divvy out the decks and kind of everybody gets to learn on something easy. They're essentially decks with training wheels. Oh, uh, they've done shit like that before. They did one last year. Was the first year that they did like a box set, but they have done like similar products or before that. Okay, that makes more sense. So you were telling Which me about it. About I was like, I don't fucking know. And then, but okay, I know what those are now. Not necessarily. It it's like up our our viewers, uh, like really in their wheelhouse. Um, unless they have a bunch of friends that don't play magic, which uh, yeah, buy this depending on what the MSRP is. Uh, if you can get it for relatively cheap, I would say pull the trigger. I think they were like 30 bucks last year, or 40 bucks last year. Uh, but you can probably find the old ones for like 25 bucks now. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool way to like teach people how to play. Yeah. Cause there's different decks like, and they generally have like a theme, not like set theme, but it's like. They have a Green theme that is related to flyers. the color. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like they have the black deck is very black centric where it's you you're sacrificing life for resources. And there's also a bunch of kill spells. Uh, and the red deck is just a bunch of like aggro stuff and burn. And the green deck is a bunch of just big dumb idiots. And yeah, blue has like card draw and flyers and stuff like that. So it, it, they are good for getting people the idea of what the colors are all about while also teaching them the game of Magic the Gathering. Uh, Arena also does this uh, better in almost every way conceivable. So I don't know. It's just a different way to learn to play Magic, which is cool. But also not something I'm ever going to pick up because all the people that I know who want to play Magic already do. And all the people that I know that will never touch Magic are just so far off of it. So it's yeah. not going to be any use to me. But another thing that they announced, which I am super mega excited for, is unsanctioned yeah the new unset yes and i am a sucker for unsets i absolutely love this shit so for those of you out there who don't know what unsets are they are a silver bordered set uh where none of the cards are legal in any constructed format they're pretty much their own little concealed thing and they're a bunch of wacky like almost the head of urza squirrels yeah and, like just making it's some just bananas. dumb dumb cards that have no bearing on magic whatsoever, but there are like inside jokes and they're also like weird jokes about other things going on. Like it just in the world in general, it's just like where the design team gets to think of the dumbest stuff possible, put it on a magic card and all they have to do is put a silver board around it and it's good to go. Like they have like <laughs> um, my favorite card is booster tutor, which is cause it's one of the cards that actually sees print or sees play in cubes. Yeah. So when you play it, you get a, a just a regular pack of magic cards, open it up, and you get to take any card out of it and put it in your hand, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, so people super play funny. that in cube a bunch. Because, like, of course. But the cool thing about this uh, this unsanctioned thing, it's not an actual set like all of the previous sunsets have been. Um, it is actually like a box set. So in it, there are five 30-card decks, uh, two six-sided dice, ten double-sided tokens, they have 10 full art lands, five of which are uh, foil, five of which are non-foil, and they haven't released exactly what those lands look like, but they're supposed to be like pretty unique. So those are probably going to be a chase item, and then the box that it comes in, which I hate the fact that they put the box that it comes in as uh, like a feature of this buying this. It's like, oh yeah, also you get the the one reusable box. Like, When's the last time you bought a board game and they're like, oh yes, but also... You get Monopoly in the pieces, in the fake money, but you get the box. Yeah. <laughs> the box comes with it. Congrats. And on top of it all, you get the box. <laughs> like, yeah. awesome. 
thanks, Monopoly. Appreciate that. This is also a Hasbro thing, so like, it's not out of Hasbro's reach to just put like, oh yeah, eight in the box. Like, could you buy Monopoly without the box and it'd be like five dollars cheaper? Just to it fucking just comes in a fucking bag. Gag. Just a couple like gallon plastic bags or yeah. just one garbage bag tied up. <laughs> I'd be into that. Jesus, That's that would that would be very funny. Yeah, but the concept with this is uh, kind of like the same board game kind of feel where. Uh, it comes in a box, you keep it in the box, uh, you put it on the shelf, and then when your magic nerd friends come over, uh, you open it up. And it's kind of like a 1v1 thing where the five 30-card decks are all an individual color. So a blue one, red one, black one, green one. And you take two of the decks, shuffle them together, and then... See, that's cool. I'm a yes. much bigger fan of the the drafting. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I definitely don't disagree. But, I mean, this is cool as its own self-contained thing to be able to do that. Because you can't really, like, redraft unless you make a cube out of it. Which there are yeah. people out there, and it's one of my dreams in life, to have an uncube, where it's just all uncards with maybe some other cards thrown in just to make the gameplay a little bit more familiar and smooth. Yeah, or just fill it out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, an uncube is a great idea. But this is also going to have reprints of old unsets cards and new ones so there's some like chase cards that are dumb expensive i think booster tutor is like ridiculous and some of like the really old ones yeah and some of the really yeah like yeah like some unglued really unhinged yeah some of those are nuts expensive like just for no reason uh, i'm hoping the only card that i really hope that they reprint in this besides booster tutor is one of maybe my favorite card ever printed Cheaty face. Cheaty face is fucking really cool. I love cheaty face so much. And like when me and my friends used to like, we're learning how to play magic. Um, we would, I, I had a cheaty face. So we, and I would just like, we would randomly just like sneak it into games when we were playing like four, four person, just like piles. Yeah. You that's play, what you have to do. Yeah. You just randomly just slide it into play. Cause the car. Okay. For those of you who don't know who cheaty face is, go out and buy yourself one. Cause it's the best card in the planet, but it says if you sneak this card into play without anybody noticing, you get it. And if not, then you have to discard it. Yes. Which is You can sneak it in from the graveyard. Yeah. Hell yeah. You can, you can sneak it in whenever. That's glorious. But yeah, when we were just like playing one person would just be like missing a land drop or something. And I just like pull it out of my box and just like slide it to them under the table. And they would just like put it like underneath a land. And then when nobody was looking, they just like whoop. Or next time, yeah, I'll hit you for two. <laughs> yeah, it just it's incredible. I just I want to see a GD favorite reprint because I'm a sucker for that card. But in this. So I'm excited for this. I'm probably going to purchase this again, depending on what MSRP is. If this is like 100 bucks, there's no way I'm touching this with a with a 10 foot pole. But if it's reasonably priced, like 35 bucks, I'll pull the trigger on this immediately. Like, no questions asked. Yeah. But I feel that, like it'll be like 50 spot-ish. Yeah, but Wizards just, for some reason, hates an informed uh, community of buyers. So they just eliminated MSRP from their products. So now the uh, the shops out there just get to charge whatever the fuck they want for things. Which I think, from a buyer standpoint, standpoint sucks. It is not great. How do you figure? Well, because the perfect this... example is the Brawl decks. Uh, yeah. You can't find the Brawl decks in any box stores because the box stores are something at, at, at whatever assumed MSRP that they would be, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever they were. But I'm, yeah, I'm sure you can find them in an LGS for 45 bucks a piece or more. Yeah. Pretty and I understand sure that's what they're going like, for, LGS like is, Walmart. They got to make money. They totally have to make money. And I get yes. it. But there's a difference between making money and price gouging. Which is what they do. For shit like that, because people will do. buy them. Not yeah, not all shops, but most shops. Hashtag not all shops. 
are going to make money when they can because it's a fucking business and that's what they're supposed to do. They're trying yeah, to make money. That's why right? you could fucking go there and play and buy shit. So buy shit at your fucking LGS. Yes. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you if you have an LGS that does their job properly, they shouldn't have to do this price gouging thing because they are fostering a community where people are coming back. They're buying the singles. They're buying the sealed product. They're buying all these things because they're reasonably priced and they create a community that is welcoming for new players and entrenched players that you know that when you go in there, you're not going to get stabbed in the back. You're not going to get screwed. You're going to get what you want at a reasonable price, and you're also going to be able to play there and have a good time with your friends, regardless if you're just sitting down just jamming a commander game or you're at an, an FNM and you get to just have a nice casual draft or they have like a standard night where you get to go and play competitively and it's enforced in that in that manner. Yeah, they follow REL. And uh, going back to the commander, most places don't charge for commander. No. Most big player or places just say, "Hey, commander, open play." Yeah, you can just four to post eight up or whatever play. the fuck. Yeah. I mean, some people, some play, uh, some uh, shops do do like a league, which I think is a cool idea, uh, where you pay like five bucks and like you come in like once a week or once a month and jam a game, and then if you with a, somebody else in that league, and then whatever your records are, you report them at the end of like a three month period or something, like prizes or awards. Yeah. But yeah, if, you're, if your LGS is cool and does shit like that and doesn't uh, try to screw you with prices, yeah, good for them. But if your LGS sucks, uh, find a new one. Yeah, there's quite a few around. You might have to drive a little bit farther or something, but... Yeah, put bad LGSs out of business and keep good LGSs in business. That's all I can... That's, 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 all, that's, my, that's my message for, for this episode. I can dig it. Mm. Speaking of good LGSs and messages for this episode, if you would like to get 10% off your order, go to... <laughs> the fucking Archduke of Transitions, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> go to Flipside Gaming. That was and they are your smooth. Best. Yes, it was. They are your best source for Magic Sealed product. So you can go find this unsanctioned thing when it comes out in February. Uh, you can also just go buy some of your standard cards. You can go buy some of your cards for Modern. Hell, you could even go buy some of your cards for Eternal Weekend because they ship incredibly quickly. You, you can order it, and they'll, it'll be there in like a week. Not even. It's crazy. With a fucking dinosaur. They'll yeah. ride a dinosaur. Place of living. Yeah, and if you use the code FETCH at checkout on their website, you get 10% off. Are you kidding me? That's they're, We're printing money for you. It's usually illegal, but... But we found a way to do it. And it's found a fucking loophole. So get after it. Ladies and Flipside Gaming is the loophole to printing money. You found it. You did it. It took me damn near 27 years. Could have did it in 10 minutes, bro. But, but yeah. But I'm sharing my knowledge with you because I love every single one. So, he so fucking much. cares. Because I care. Fetch and Shock cares. Print that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, God. So the, the other, let's go back to magic. <laughs> After that lovely transition. It's a shitty transition into whatever we're talking magic. about. You're right. It's buying magic from Flipside Gaming. So go do that. Um, but there's also another thing that they announced on the weekly MTG was these mystery packs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking mystery. It's like Scooby Doo out in this mystery. bitch. Yeah. It's like SpongeBob's horse. Not that means, but sure. He named it Mystery, bud. Oh. Mystery. <laughs> For all my SpongeBob fans out there. Gotta love that. Um, yeah. So they, they just, all they did on this was show the pack, essentially. And it just said 
mystery and a convention edition on it. And the only other information we got was that if you want to know more, go to Magic Fest Richmond, and then there's going to be a mystery pre-release there. That's it. That's all we got. That's all they fucking given us. Yeah, no, they're just going to dangle the the carrot in front of us, and we just got to chase it down. Sneaky motherfuckers. Right? Tell me about it. Like, now I'm real interested. Like, what cards are going to be this? Are are there going to be new cards in this? Are they going to be modern legal? Are they going to be standard legal? They're not going to be standard legal. I can almost guarantee that. Might just be... Are they going to be vintage legal? Legacy vintage legal. Like, what are they? What are they going to do? What are they going to? What are they? Are, what? What's going on? What's this mystery about? We don't know. We are all the Hardy brothers. Got to figure this shit out. Yeah, we got to get our little magnifying glasses and we got to search for clues. We're just we just they turned the magic community into blues clues. And we're gonna have to sit down in our thinking chair and we're gonna have to think and think and think. And if we use our minds, we take a step at a time. We can do anything. That we want. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Welcome to the Fetch and Shock Blues Clues podcast, where we we review every episode of Blues Clues. <laughs> Wrong. Oh come on, Blues Clues is so tight. Don't think I've ever actually watched that show. What Blues Clues was my shit. Don't think I ever watched it. Oh my god, you're blowing it. What did you watch as a kid if you didn't watch Blues Clues? Outside. <laughs> you watched the outside. I went out outdoors. I watched I watched the grass grow. <laughs> I watched yeah, the did. seasons turn. Yeah, we did shit outside, dog. Yeah, but you didn't ever wake up in the morning and watch Blues Clues, you know, like Fruity Pebbles or something? Dude, I had three channels till I turned 18, I'm pretty sure. But that one channel, one of those three channels didn't have freaking Blues Clues? Come on now. No, it was channel six, channel eight, and I want to say channel like three or ten. We got more that, than three channels, but it That was is like, why your brain's broken. It's some old shit. That is why your brain is broken. Because instead of growing up and watching Blues Clues, you sat in up and watched like the news, and you were like, "Oh, now I have to now I have to figure something else out to do." So then you just read through every magic card ever, and now you just know it inherently. Well, that and the only things I ever watched as a kid were King of the Hill, Simpsons, and Friends. That explains a lot, actually. They were on. I think I want to say like. 5.30 was King of the Hill, and 6 was The Simpsons, and then two episodes of Friends. I think Friends might be in, like, the top, or the bottom three shows of all time. The bottom three? Bottom three. You gotta fuck yourself. I think Friends is garbage. No, that's it's where you're wrong. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've watched that fucking show. Ugh. I, would, I think I would rather not watch anything ever than have to watch Friends. Really? That surprises yeah. me. Just spies Friends. Not great. But you know what is great? Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, we, we're fucking up hard today, bud. I didn't talk to you yesterday, really, through the weekend. No, because this we is what shit. we normally do. We'll bullshit about random shit, and then we'll swing back to magic, and that's pretty much how it goes. But so, since... so now everybody gets the live view of what we do normally. Yeah, this pretty is, much. Yeah, this is just exactly our lives. But, uh, yeah, speaking of magic and uh, places you can play it, they announced today, I believe today, the uh, the Magic Fest event schedule for 2020. Now, this seems a little bit lackluster. Um, one, I think there is the same, if not fewer, dates than uh, the previous years. Maybe the same amount as last year, but definitely fewer than like the previous years before. Well, you pointed out there's one notice in the blah, notable that is MIA. Yes, there is not a pittsburgh magic fest which there's generally one every i feel like yeah every single year there is a pittsburgh magic fest because that's always been our our 
local one. That's always been our home hometown advantage. We get to go there and know the city and know where to eat and know where to hang out and just be comfortable with parking and all of the things that you want in a Magic Fest where you feel at home and not in a new city. We just don't get that this year, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, a bit of a bummer. It's not the end of the world, granted, but... Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, the the thing that I was looking at that is, I guess, kind of similar to that, um, but instead of just a city more regionally, there are not a lot of northeastern GPs in America. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's there's a, a port, there's a, probably a good portion of you listening out there that are just like, oh, I don't give a fuck about America. Like, what is it, just snow and rednecks? And you would be correct with that assumption. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, that's almost 100% correct. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, that is just happens to be the region that we live in, and uh, we're used to uh, at least a few more. And there's not very many. No, the ones that I think we saw were Toronto, could hit New Jersey. We could do Jersey. Um, so Jersey on the 24th is something that we would be able to consider. And if any of you out there are going to be attending any of these GPs, uh, let us know. And if there's enough uh, community members from the Fetch and Shaw community, uh, we'll try to make something happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could squat up. I'm cool with that. And there's also a couple of blank spots between weekends that, uh, you know what? We might as well just do a, uh, we can try to fit in GP Fetch and Shock. I'd be straight down with that. GP Richmond Fetch and Shock because I might be moving to Richmond. Richmond? Or not Richmond, uh, Rochester. Sorry. I was like, what the fuck? I got Richmond on my mind from the Magic Fest. Yeah, GP Upstate New York. Yeah, there is a decent, I would say, I would say there's a, a chance, not 100%, but there's a chance that I might be moving to where Matt is. So if that does happen, fingers crossed, uh, then we will just have GP Fetch Shock out of New York, out of upstate New York, the most beautiful place on earth. It is fucking gorgeous up here, dude. Hell yeah. That's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to get where the getting's good. It's real nice. Yeah. So we'll find a date and we're going to hand, we're going to handle it. We're going to definitely have GP Upstate New York, GP Fetch and Shock, and everybody's coming. I don't care who you are. Uh, you're going to be you're fly from Australia, fly from Italy, fly from uh, Quebec, fly from California. Corey, I'm talking to you specifically. Yeah, you fucking nerd. Yeah, you're coming Living to Upstate New York, my dude. Come see what a fucking real man's, and it's 104 <laughs> inches of snow. That's right, baby. In your sissy-ass sun I mean, all day. We're going to do it. We're going to do it in... The summer, so we don't have to deal with snow. No, I know. I'm just shitting on Corey for... How dare he? How dare he? (laughs) But everybody, I love you. And you're... This is just... I'm full of love today. I was over-caffeinated. I drank like seven cups of coffee today because I was feeling sluggish. So now the caffeine has just turned into love for everyone out there ever. No hatred here. When I drink copious amounts of caffeine, it genuinely turns into... Hatred. Not hatred, just fucking random, like crazy energy weird right yes but okay so back to back magic uh i mean there's some like toronto we're definitely gonna hit toronto because toronto is a beautiful sure. city yeah it's and only ken, about... if you're listening ken we're toronto you'll be there i'll be there we're doing it we're a skateboard too that's what i'm into i need to skate with ken at least once in my life because we talk about it so frequently i've never actually met him or got to skateboard with him so i need to do it. i'll watch you you can tech deck scooter i'll get a razor scooter oh my god if you do that i will Uh, lose my shit that's brilliant i am absolutely 1000 percent on board with that or i'll uh what's the the heelys or get like roller skates not roller blades like the four wheels on one foot roller blades 70 style 
We're getting yeah. way off fucking topic again. I'll, just... <laughs> I'll nip that one in the bud. Now you're bringing it back. Yeah, this episode has been wild, out of control, off the rails. <laughs> For sure is a variety podcast. I am loving it. fine evening. I am absolutely adored. See, this is what happens when nothing crazy happens in magic, that we just go off into strange, strange lands. Yeah, to say the fucking into least. parts unknown. <laughs> well, speaking of parts unknown, uh... I can't even think of a transition to put into that. Uh, let's talk about Magic Fest, or not Magic Fest, Mystic Championship 5. <laughs> I really let the, let the team down with that one. That yeah, was not you, transition. you dropped the ball, bud. That's why I'm, the, that's why I'm only the Archduke. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, there's still a shortest arp in here. I'm can't not saying that I'm perfect. all the time. No, exactly. Because if I was perfect all the time, then people would just be like, oh, come on. This is fun. This, they would think that we're scripted. This pitch ain't real. They would think that we're a scripted podcast, but no, this is all off the cuff. Believe it or not. Yeah, if you could believe that all of these tangents are scripted. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so let's talk about the Mythic Championship, and most, more importantly, the metagame breakdown, because that's I think that's the big story. Um, so we, we touched on this a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of it, last week when we discussed uh, the announcement for the abandoned restricted announcement how they bumped it up so something obviously triggered that um and we got our answer to what that was basic forest yeah it was basic forest they're banning basic forest from magic the gathering <laughs> no it's uh it was the metagame breakdown so they had uh deckless submissions for the mc and a vast majority of players are playing the bant golos deck like more than a third yeah more than a third which doesn't seem like a lot but that's a fuck ton yeah, but in a standard field, that is nuts. That is a lot of mirrors. Yeah, that deck is figured out, or that 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 format seems figured out to me. That it's a third, it's 38.8%. So it's barely above a third, but still. Still more than a third. Yeah, and even I want to see the conversions for that deck. That's going to be a big uh, part of, I think, the the narrative of this, this Grand Prix. Whether th there is a way to beat this deck... Or if it is just that over the top powerful that this many players have figured it out, uh, and the the decks that can quote unquote beat it uh, don't actually succeed in beating it, because that was the narrative for the Aldrazi GP. Where... Well, this, it reminds me of the Green Black, where it was either you were playing Green Black Snake or you were next level. But this Bant Golos deck just seems to have it's like such a hard control deck. You're either a playing that deck or B trying to go under or above that deck. Yeah. But the question is, can you convert if you're doing something different? Yeah. That's and what I mean. During, you still have to yeah, beat other decks during that black green uh, time period. Those decks that were out trying to next level could convert against yes. the black green. They had mixed emotions for the rest of the field, but they definitely could convert against the black green deck. And that's why the black green deck uh, with snake didn't get banned out. This deck it's going to be, I don't, I think it's going to be hard to convert. And I think the, also the big story here is, um, sure. The Bant Golos deck is the most represented archetype. Um, but I think more specifically, the underlying issue is field of the dead where yeah. there are 42.7% of the decks are going to be making zombies with field of the dead in some way or another, whether it's with Scapeshift or with Golos or with something that they're doing. 
they're going to be making two two zombies with field of the dead because field of the dead is that busted wide open yeah it's not really easy to interact with in standard there's not wastelands there's not strip mines or even any number of the shittier you know versions of those you know that... what would fix this format on the spot wasteland not even wasteland a blood little moon. enchantment I like to refer to as blood moon. Like this format would be solved if they just threw blood moon in here, right? For sure it would be. I kind of love that. Why don't they just do that instead of making bannings? Being like, oh, uh, now this card is legal in standard. Yeah, they're just, oh, you mean just bring something back. Just throw something into standard. Just just wild, wing it in to Hail Mary Pass. Like, here is what, here, now everybody has access to this card. Because it's not like blood moon has seen, like, one, re- one print. Like, Blood Moon has seen, I think, like, three printings, four printings. Uh, there's probably more than that. Dark, Chronicle, Eighth, Ninth, Modern and, Masters. I think two reprints in the Master sets. So, at least five or six. Like, mind you, it's not a cheap card, but there are, like, there are decks playing Teferi. Yeah, which Teferi is, is not a cheap more card. expensive. I think Blood Moon's only, like, 20 bucks. That seems about right for that card. Yeah. Um, And even think about, like, Hydroid Crisis last, uh, last Magic Fest. That card was like 35 bucks. Yeah, no, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Blood Moon's like sub $20. So, yeah, do you know what? Instead of doing bannings, Wizards, listen to the Fetch and Shock Boys because they know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> we, bring us on the play design team. Also, we'll there are Washington. eight printings of Blood Moon, if you're curious. Uh, the Masterpiece. Oh, way more than I thought. Yeah, because I opened a Masterpiece during pre-release. That was the craziest pre-release of my life. Yeah, it's... Uh, I forgot about the masterpiece. I got the dark modern masters, modern masters, 2015, I think was, 2017, was 2017 sorry. modern masters. And then 25. Um, yeah. Master 25, because it has the dark logo. Cause that's the one that I traded in my other ones for. I had like two, the dark ones, and then traded both no, of those. You had, in. you had Chronicle. No, I had the ones with the black border. No, you didn't. You had Chronicles. No, I had black border ones. Or I had a black border and I think I traded in a black border one for three of the ones with the moon. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Because that the one from Master 25 with the dark logo in the text box is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Because it yes. just says right in the center, non-basic lands or mountains, and then it has the crescent moon on the inside, and that is absolutely just cards. Yes, not wrong. But yeah, this standard format's going to be out of control. Yeah, it's going to take a bit, I think, to correct it until they just say, fuck you, Field of the Dead. Well, they already have a date set for Field of the Dead's Tombstone. True. Like they, Unless that... they're just fucking with everyone and everyone sells their copies. Oh, and then I they don't... come they're... out <laughs> and they say, no changes. Oh, my oh. God. That would be insane if they just Can if they you did that. fucking imagine? Oh, my God. The pandemonium that that would cause. Oh, I am so on board. I hope to God that that is something that they do. That would be the moment in Magic's history that is would be the highlight of the century. People would lose their goddamn minds, and it would be fantastic. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, we're going to move this up an entire month uh, because this is going to be a problem. And then uh, Bangolas just gets creamed by every other deck. And then they're just like, oh, just kidding. Uh, faked out. Got, got you, nerds. Solved <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, y'all figured it out. Don't worry. We good. We kosher. Oh my god, that would be really funny, and I would love that. Yeah, that would make me the happiest person ever. This might, I, I like that. Yeah, that might change my magic career. I might start playing standard just for that reason. The other thing that I really like 
um, seeing in standard is that I can't remember the name of it. The red enchantment fires of invention yes, that, yeah, you have a soft spot for that card. Yeah. I like it a lot. That's and that card is a design that is right up your alley. It's like a combo-y, like just messed up magic card. It just takes the rules and says, yeah, screw it. Do what you want. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think the real card that makes this deck out of like just so powerful is uh, Fae of Wishes. So the Fires Invention, um, we've talked about this before, but uh, for those of you not familiar, it is a four-man enchantment for three and a red. Um, and it says uh, you can cast spells only during your turn. And you can cast no more than two spells each turn. Uh, you may cast spells with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana cost. But the card that I really think blows this deck out of the like just out of the water and why it's a real thing is Fey of Wishes. So Fey of Wishes is a uh, one in a blue creature. It's a one four flyer, um, and it has an ability that says one in a blue. You can discard two cards and return Fey of Wishes to your hand. Or to your owner, to the owner's hand, because you know if you take control of that, you can you know bounce it back to the opponent's hand. That'd be fun. Um, but it also has a adventure ability on it, so it has granted. So for three and a blue at sorcery speed, you may choose a non-creature card from your from outside the game, reveal it, put it into your hand. So it's a wish for a non-creature. Yeah, which that blows wishes. Yeah, wishes are so so good. They always have been. They've always yeah. been play. There's never been a wish that didn't really see at least some attempt at play. I think probably the worst one is Glittering Wish. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you're, you're correct with that. Yeah, but oh, like there's never been a time where you can make a wish sideboard and it not at least some have some sort of utility. I mean, look at Karn. Yeah, Karn literally changed the face of magic. Karn is, might be the best wish ever printed. Well, he also just randomly has a null rod. Or not Norod, uh, Stony, one-sided Stony Silence. Yeah, but that also makes him on. one of the best wishes ever printed, right? Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, because it's just the fact that you get to shut off artifacts. Like, even some games, that doesn't matter. Like, in Legacy, that card is still seeing incredible play. Um, but the wish ability on it, just being able to wish. And, like, the, even the Stony Silence effect is not really super common in Modern. But Tron's still jamming that, because you can still just wish Microsynth Lattice, kill your opponent. Yeah, lock them out of the fucking game. But even sometimes they don't even do that. They wish for a uh, Insaring Bridge, and Insaring Bridge locks you out of the out of the game. Yeah, it definitely has some shit that it can do. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, so wishes have always been good. I'm interested in seeing how this this Pro Tour plays out because, like I said, the narrative of what this is going to actually be in the in the history of Magic and the annals of of MTG is still up in the air. I do love the fact that. Forest is the most registered card with 330 copies. It's quite a lot. Yeah, and the next card besides that is Once Upon a Time. Do you think that there's a chance that they ban Once Upon a Time? In standard? Along with no, Field of the Dead. No, I don't think so. I think Field of the Dead is obvious. Uh, yeah, it's out of here. Goodbye. But I do see a world where Once Upon a Time is is also hits the can. I could see a, 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 I could see a world where they just don't want that ability in standard. It's not that big of a ability. It's nice, but it, it fixes lands or gets a creature late game. My only argument against that is that it's just so ubiquitous in the format where it has that it has that one thing where in interest of diversity, we're going to ban once upon a time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but 
there are decks seeing play that aren't Bantgolas not playing that card. Yeah, you're right. And I think if they hit Field of the Dead, what does it really do? Yes, it still fixes your mana against creatures, but it doesn't have that crazy upside of, oh, hey, I can just casually also make a 2-2. Two -two. I need Oh, I need to find this, or need to find the second copy and then play Golos and make, get some, what is it, 4 power or whatever. Yeah, just do shenanigans. Like, yeah. Field of the Dead is, is very obviously the most degenerate card because it turns every land drop you have into multiple power and toughness yes and in the deck there are so many ways to get additional land drops or accelerate your land drops or whatever like you have go grow spiral lets you make an additional land drop um the arboral grazer which makes you have additional land drops uh there's the the fabled passage which it, it can it comes in as a land and then you could fetch for another land for an additional land drop if you have the field of the dead thing online there's just there's infinite possibilities Yes, I agree. Which I think we can all we can we can all agree the underlying issue. So I guess we'll see. It's this weekend, so that's something we can talk about next week. Yeah, see what what they decided. Yeah, how it shakes out. To go. How we think it's going to shake out after that, because only time will tell. All right, dude. Well, I mean, is there anything else that happened in Magic that we want to discuss particularly? Nothing super crazy. The SCG Indianapolis. Uh, happened what last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, this past weekend. Yeah. Um, one thing or I was saw it SCG was Philly. No, it was SCG no. Annapolis. Yeah, one of the greatest things ever. I saw um, Oliver Tomajico. Tomajico. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, uh, pretty young kid, but like no, he's like top... sixteen. In... Yeah, yeah. But in his top eight profile, it was like, why did you choose that deck? He's like, honestly, it doesn't even really seem to matter what deck I choose. Fucking Yeah, because baller. the homeboy has just been winning nonstop. Yeah, well, he was uh, the national champ. He won champ, the legacy like, one. He, won, he was the standard national champ to go play in Worlds when he was like 13 or something. But this kid is just like, he's nuts. He's just crushing it left and right. Yeah, he's he killing it. He has so many great top finishes. But, I, but that comment specifically was just like, okay, dude. I mean, he fucking backs it up. Let him talk all the shit he fucking wants. Yeah, I guess if you can back it up, yeah, dude, uh, go for it. Shoot your shot, bro. Um, He has a better conversion rate than Baker Mayfield. I don't know if that means. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the quarterback for the for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he's notorious for talking a bunch of shit, and the Cleveland Browns are uh, two and four. Oh, speaking not of the Browns, but uh, the Once Upon a Time, um, that is seeing some pretty big splashes in modern now. Which I figured it would. It just took a little bit of time for some reason. Um, seeing playing Tron, and it's kind of fucking given Amulet Titan just ancient stirrings five through eight. Which I mean, it's kind of cute for that deck. Costs two mana. Do you know it adds two mana? I don't know what you could possibly be talking about, dude. The fucking balance land. Yeah, I don't know what you could possibly be talking about in the deck that is specifically built around playing lands that that uh, for that two mana. have two mana. Kind of love it. I mean. And it, it did happen. The uh, the green castle is also in play in that deck. I mean, we all knew that one for sure. Yeah, it was it was inevitable. Yeah, because that card is it just says primeval titan. The castle much, of primal yeah. primeval. Yeah, this is this is as close to a lands deck in modern. I think you're gonna get. Uh, I mean, we've had multiple iterations of it, but I think you're right. Well, I mean, like that really focuses on lands. Like doing that, degenerate shit with lands. Yeah. I guess Tron could technically land deck, but that's more of a... I mean, hey, also I have seven mana. Like, Scapeship yeah, sees ebbs and flows. 
Yeah, it's but the better versions of that are always the amulet or the Titan. Yeah, since uh, they discovered that amulet is a card. Yes. I mean, that deck, this deck's mana base is like... Is bonkers. $40. Yeah, it's um, nuts. And, well, it's, it's like $70, and 60 of those are cavernous, which is a one-off. Yeah, I gotta love that. Um, Yeah, I, got, I mean, before we move into our uh, final portion of the podcast, is I know that, they're, that we have an event coming up. Uh, do you have any updates for that? I don't. I'm still fucking teeter-pattering with, no, teeter-tottering. There it is, fucking idiot you're, you're, Come on, pitter-patter. That's what I was thinking, and I was like, wait, that's not right. Um, between the, decks. Uh, the letter Kenny reference. Yeah, Got I'll never it. not do it. Um, so I'm Oath, I was going to play Oath no matter what. I was just going to say, fuck it, play an Oath. I love Oath. It's one of my favorite cards. Or a sucker have, for Oath. Yeah, and it just is hot shit. Like, it's garbage what? right now. Hot it's still kind of hot shit, but it's doing much better with the addition of our homeboy Oko. You know, standard all-star Oko. Yeah, he's he's put some fucking blood in the deck. You gotta it's, love that. It's basically becoming a blue-green planeswalker control deck that happens to win with either Gristle Daddy or Niv Mizzet. Is that deck splashing red at all for like Dak Faden? Uh, no, Oko is just better than Dak. It's Faden. just so much better. Yes. Because instead of stealing their thing, it just just nullifies it. Yep. You just, okay, well, your fucking cage or whatever becomes a 3-3, which also works with Oath of Druids, because then you can just say, hey, I have a Niv-Mizzet Peron, which is pretty much the only red card besides, like, a couple one-ofs, like some braids and, like, an ancient grudge main board. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Niv-Mizzet in that deck, I think, is so sweet. And you and I thought that was sweet even before Oka was a thing, but I mean, just everybody was so off of Oath that that it just wasn't an option. But now that Oka's in it, like you said, there might be something to it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a blood to it, or got some like life pumped back into it. I still don't know if I'm going to go that route just because it's not super fast, and I think Vintage is in a spot right now where you want to be pretty quick. And have a little bit of disruption to kind of either protect your combo or protect or stop their combo. Where this has, it's a fucking control deck, is what it is. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that, and that that's the heart and soul of it. Is it's a control deck. However, my new favorite deck that I think is fucking hilarious that is out currently is uh, Smil with Hedron Crab. Yes. Ooh. Oh, daddy, that's what I like. It is funny as shit. Fastbond becoming unrestricted did some shit in vintage for sure. Mill, that's the guy. Well, he drone crab, um, a fetch land, and uh, what's it called? Either like either uh, crucible of worlds or crucible uh, worlds. Ramming up, ramming up, Yeah, you can just is you mill your opponent out. Yeah, if you because pays a life or something along that it's actually playing uh like bounce land it's playing like oh. six six of the bounce lands like the... so you just return one in your hand play it for a life return it to your hand play it for a life yeah yeah that's sick. and uh uh it's also playing orbro place in the clouds which basically does the same thing oh i you play like it that. tap it for a blue return it to your hand and you can kill them very quickly that's very nasty fast. it's a very fast combo deck 
That's real gross. Um, you do need Hedron Crab, however, to, to win. Do anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Lightning Bolt is seeing more play, but how much more removal is there even in the format? Well, I'm looking at a desk a deck list right now. Um, there are four Dazes, one Duress, two Fluster Storm, three Force of Will, Misstep, Spell Pierce. Oh, so it's all in combo on mail. Oh, no, I guess not. It's also playing Treat to Hagra, so you don't just need Hedron Crab. This oh, is spicy. Yes. Is that the Zendikar one? That went yeah, Landfall? Uh, landfall, and you can either choose target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains death touch, or each opponent loses a life. And you... Oh, that's so sick. So, so I mean, that just by itself is a 20 point, con- 20 point kill. Yeah. Where you actually I mean, if they have, stay neutral in life. Yeah. If they have, well, I mean, you stay neutral in life, but they die. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but th- I mean, that is a way to get around like an Emrakul if you're playing, if somebody's playing like an Oath deck, or uh, doesn't um, the Infect guy shuffle back in? Blight still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, so it's, but uh, yeah, so anything that shuffles back in, it insulates you from that. You have another win condition that isn't just mail. Yes. So we're going to, uh, we'll see some shit at uh, Eternal Weekend for sure. I haven't had really time to fuck around with any of these decks, but I think that's hilarious and I love it. And I'm sure we'll see it. It's uh, for Vintage, it's a relatively cheap deck to make. Um, like your mana base is cut in half price, more than half price wise. Oh, I might have to forego my my previous thoughts of not playing Vintage and only focusing on Death and Taxes to build a budget version of that and playing that in, uh, in Vintage Champs. Oh yeah, you easily for sure just cut the the Lotus, the power and the Emerald duels. Jet Sapphire, and I have so you can borrow. Oh, and Trap. Maybe we so. might be in. Other than that, you can make this deck for pretty. Ch- I guess you can't play Recall either or Ancestral rather. That's fine. I'm and I'll enter the budget thing too. Yeah. So I there has been a lot it. of shit happening here. I have been trying to pay attention. Uh, Eternal weekend coming up, and we'll discuss more of that uh, probably next week. In the week after, because the week after we'll be recording the yeah right before Eternal Weekend. Yes. And I'm imagining we're probably going to do another live episode uh, like we did for Syracuse. Uh, right, like, while we're at Eternal. Because we're going to end up getting a hotel and getting beers and uh, getting sauced up during that weekend. Yes, uh, Friday night. I'm going to probably get a little torn up. Yeah, let's go, baby. Um, also, uh, we're going to be doing that for next week. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have another live episode coming to you next week. So if you enjoyed our uh, Live from New York episode, there's going to be Live from New York 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, because I will be in New York next week uh, for an interview for a job uh, out there. So, and that that might be why I'm moving to New York. So uh, for all of you out there, again, keep your fingers crossed. Let's let's do it. Let's go. We're going to put their good vibes toward uh, Tyler yeah. here. All, the, all of the love that I put out during the early parts of this episode, feed it back to me so this job interview doesn't totally fucking blow up in my face and I can uh, and I get it. Feed it back tenfold. That's right, baby. Let's do this. Speaking of let's do this. I'm asking you this week, eh? Yes, sir, you are. Well, let's move into our game. So for those of you out there who are not familiar, every week we like to play a little game to close out the episode. And we refer to it affectionately as accumulated knowledge. The way it works is one of us asks, goes on the Scryfall website and hits the random card button. And the person asks the other the name of a random card. The competitor in the, in the game has to 
give the mana cost of that card. If they get it wrong, they lose. If they get it right, they get a point. In order to win, I have to get three points, and I also get three hints. That is correct. Yeah, I nailed it. Winner gets the shout-out for the week. Yes, sir. So let me know when you're ready there, Sunshine. I have never been more ready. Uh, fuck you, this is a waffle. Let's go, baby. This one is Donate. Donate, right? Oh, this is a good one. This is the blue enchantment boy. Oh, I like this card because it's Donate and uh, what's the enchantment that goes with Donate? Um, uh, Illusions of Grandeur. Yep, it was a combo back in Metal Space. Yeah, that's an old boy. It is two in a blue for an enchantment. Um, and it says what you target opponent gains control of target permanent you control, right? Something like that. Well, you got the mana cost, right? So you got it right. But no, it's a sorcery, you fucking idiot. Oh, it's a sorcery. All right, did yeah. I say enchantment? Yeah, and illusions is the enchantment. Yeah, illusions is the enchantment, but it's a sorcery so, that gives a player control of target permanent. Yeah, target player gains control of target permanent control. So the combo, uh, illusions of grandeur, when it comes into play, gain 20 life. It has a sort of upkeep of, I think, one. Sure, um, yeah, I think that's correct. So you gain 20 life when it comes into play, but when it leaves play, you lose 20. Yeah, so, so you just... You, Donate it to your opponent. Yeah. You played and illusions die. and they eventually lose the game. Uh, they when can't they lose pay. 20 life and they can't pay the cumulative upkeep. Yes. Oh, look at this. That's like a solid start, bud. I don't like it. That was easy. I like that a lot. Ooh, I've never even heard of this one. Oh, boy. That's not what I like to hear. Uh, this one is Necro Savant. Necro Savant. Oh, that sounds like a black rod if I've ever heard one. It's not yellow. Also, I should. I think you should know this because you are a savant. Ironic, yes. For this game, um. Oh boy. Uh, I think I might have to use a hint for this one because this is totally not even close to something that I would ever know. What do you want? Oh goodness. Oh boy. Uh, I want the text of the card. All right. The text reads: Three black, black. Sacrifice a. Put Necro Savant into play. Use this ability only during your upkeep. And only if Necro Savant is in your graveyard. Oh, so it's kind of like uh, the one that Dredge plays. Because that only triggers your upkeep, right? I don't know what you're talking about, actually. Um, they just, they were printed in a master set. Icarid. Oh, Icarid's if it's the top card in your graveyard or something, I think. No, no, no. You have to exile a black card from your graveyard if you do return it. Oh. Or a black, it's either a creature card or a black card. I think it's a creature card. Exile a creature card from your graveyard, return it, and at the end step, you sacrifice it. But it's a 3-1 with haste. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, boy. Some Necro Savant. You said it was three black black was its mana cost, right? Three black black, sack a creature, put it into play, use this ability only during your upkeep, and if Necro Savant is in your graveyard. Oh, boy. I'm going to need something here, sunshine. Oh, jeez. This is a brutal one. Oh, I almost want to say three black black, but I don't. One black black is my guess. Your guess is one black black. That is correct. My guess is one black black. One colorless black black. One colorless, a black mana, and another black mana. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. You, sir, would be incorrect. Damn it. Shit. It's actually three black black black. Oh my god, what's the power and toughness on this thing? This sucker's a 5-5. Five five. Mm. It's actually a pretty good card. Like, it's limited. Boy, that ain't too bad. I mean, like, a bit awkward, but sure. What sets would, it? Uh, vision. Ugh. Jeez, I would not yeah. have never done this that one. In a million hundred. Just, like, I, you could have 
had me do this for a hundred years and I would have never guessed it. I may have gotten it if I had all the information, but like with the power and toughness and everything. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But even then, like that's still like black, black, black. That's yeah. Ooh, that's, 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 a, that's a rough one. Three black, black, black is what you said, right? Oh my goodness. A six man with three black cheese. That's nuts. You ready for your next one? Yeah, bring it on. This one is Crimson Honor Guard. Crimson Honor Guard? That one sounds recent. I've never heard of this card before. If that makes you feel any better. Like, why does that card sound recent to me? Was it in, like, a standard set? You tell me. You tell me. Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I wish I knew why I was asking. I do the same thing. I ask questions I know Stop I'm not going to get. me. Oh, do I have to use another hint for this? Well, Crimson Honor Guard is definitely a red card. If you'd have got the text, you probably would have got red. I mean, I think just the name gives me that, so I don't think I'm gonna yeah. burn. It. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna burn a hint on this card that I'm never in a million years gonna get. Uh, Crimson Underguard is uh, two red, red. Is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. It's gonna be wrong. That's wrong, but it's super fucking close. It's three red, red. No way, really? Yeah. What so, the hell is this card? What is it from? Commander Seventeen, two thousand seventeen. Mm -hmm. um, oh. You probably would have been able Wait. to guess that. Hold on. Is it a vampire? Nailed it. Because it's from that's from the the uh, like the vampire dragons like yeah the theme uh, set. So it's a four or five oh, trampler. At the beginning of each player's end step, it deals four damage to that player unless he or she controls a commander. Oh come on, that's like the hardest one we've ever got. <laughs> no, besides the anti that, one, the anti one might be hard. Might be harder than that, but yeah, oh, the anti one was rough. That is brutal. I'm surprised I got at least like. I was one man away, right? It's a three, yeah, five, three, 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 five, three, five, or three black, red, red. Black. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, come on. Come on. Give me something. Give me like a donate. Give me just a donate again. Oh, the fuck is this? Oh, God. Scale of Chisgoria. So scale of C-H-I-S-S hyphen G-O-R-I-A. How do you spell that? What? C-H-I-S-S? Yes. Hyphen G-O-R-I-A. Oh, boy. What is it? Scale of Agoria? Chisgoria. Scale of Chisgoria. Oh, my God. What even? What? I did not know this was a fucking card, if it makes you feel any better. Oh, I mean, at this point, I have to use hints, right? Because I, if I don't get it, then I'm I'm done? Yes. All right, give me uh, its text. You're such a fucking cheater. You got to mix it up a little bit. You'll probably I mean... get it now. Oh, really? Uh, so... Affinity for artifacts. Sure. So like Mirrodin, I guess. You may play scale of Chisgoria anytime. You may play an instant, also known as Flash. Flash. Sure. So it's definitely Mirrodin. Tap. Target creature gets plus O plus one until end of turn. Oh, geez. It has affinity for artifacts, correct? And you can play it at instant speed, which is going to make it like way more costed. And it's a tap ability that gives a tough to a target creature so a tap ability that gives toughness to target creature oh that's affinity. a doozy affinity for artifacts oh flash. hey i'm gonna give you a free hint it's an artifact oh yes affinity for odyssey you know what i was actually gonna think an enchantment at that point but you know what you just totally pulled me back please tell me you're joking i am 100 percent joking okay i thought so. i was like you yeah, affinity me? for artifacts bud yeah <laughs> yes that is that checks out flash flash makes me think it's gonna be like over cost it's gonna be like four but like it does so little that I can't be. It, it's got to be like two because it only gives a toughness. I need an answer here, bud. To the end of turn, it gives toughness to one one toughness to the end of turn. Flash affinity for artifacts. It's got to be two or three. It's not nine. Oh, it's definitely not nine. That's that is correct. Or it could be like four or three. 
or it could be two, three, or four. You ten seconds. Oh boy. Let's. I mean, okay. Let's go with three because I said it could be two or three, and then I said it could be three or four. So <laughs> let's common just, denominator. Let's route. go with the one that is. I said both times. Let's say it is three mana. It is three mana. No way. Is it really? Yeah, this card yes! sucks. Big bag of dicks. Oh my god, this card is awful. Oh my god, I it's can't. It's super terrible. That was that was my brain just working off of straight. I am going. I'm just trying to boil it down to the smallest thing that I could possibly make it. See, you had the right. It's a shitty card. It has the affinity for artifacts, so it's not going to be one or two most likely. I don't think there's any affinity for artifact cards that are that low. Yes. Um, and it's not anything useful. So three is a good. Yeah, that's what I point. thought. My initial thought was like, okay, it's never going to be two because affinity for artifacts. But it's never going to be like something higher than four because it does almost nothing. Yeah. So three was just like that was where my brain settled at. And you know what? I should just be on the design team for Wizards because I nailed that. That is a bit much. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, bring it on. This sounds great. Time Vault. Time Vault, you say? I love it. See, this is this. I got paid off. You don't got, get a hint. No, I don't want a hint. Too colorless. I, we, I Listen, we know this card. Yeah. I've played, I've, I've interacted with enough vintage that I know this, this card. You fucking did it. You figured it out. Well, I mean, let me, let me, come on. Let me complete the circuit. Time Vault, two colorless. It's an artifact. Um, and it enters the battlefield tapped for sure. And you can untap it. But in order to do that, you have to skip a turn. Um, but you then... missed a very, very component of that. It does not untap during your untap. Oh yeah, step. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I think that's super obvious, right? Yeah, you got to put a turn into it. Yeah, uh, you have you have to spend a turn in order to untap it. But when you tap it, you get an extra turn. That has a that has an interesting interaction with uh, the card uh, Voltaic Key or Manifold Key or Tezzeret or Rail. Yeah, or any of the other things that untap an artifact, because when you untap it, you can just, you know, retap it. The, uh, what's that Voltaic Servant? That's my probably my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, it just it it's an artifact that if you can untap it, you get an extra turn. And chances are, if you can untap it, you can do that multiple times. So you just gain infinite turns. Yes, I bought this card at like four hundred dollars. And then like a week after that, it fucking skyrocketed. Yeah, this was a, a trigger pull on your behalf, and it was one that was worth it. Yes, I almost bought a beta one for a thousand. I should have. Well, I didn't have a thousand dollars at the time to drop on cardboard. Where Makes I would have. Well, that means I got a W, bud. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That I got two real easy ones. Yeah, I saw it come up, and I was just like, "Go fuck yourself." I love that. That's but the other easy. two, the other two that I got were just so impossible, and I got the only the other one just just solely off of hints and deduction. Yeah. So I mean, listen, that falls under the category of we take that. Hey, a W is a W is a W is a W. Amen. W is W, and I got the W, so I get the shout out for this. That you do, you son of a bitch. Yes. So my shout out this week is actually related to something that I wanted. We, I mean, we've been talking about it uh, the past couple weeks, but just to give you guys a little update about the content creator community cup that we are in, that we are entered in. Um. My shout out is actually MP Numbers. Um, he's on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on all the things that you would want to contact somebody uh, and watch their content. Um, on Twitter, he is at numbers underscore MTG. 
on Twitch, he is MP numbers, and on YouTube, he is MP numbers. So yeah, he is he is kind of like the mastermind behind the whole thing. Um, the creator's account that we shouted out a couple weeks ago, um, he I believe he's just he's the guy behind it all, um, and he's been great in coordinating all the things that have to do with the content creator community cup. Um, at this point, we've actually played, I've played three out of the four games for round one. Yeah, get this, people. I wanted to record tonight at like six o'clock, leave, oh, 7.30 better? And the fucking twat waffle that he is says, okay, I'm done. i recording. I was like, what? He fucking played the game without me. Just well, dude, I had here, to focus. and I couldn't have you in my ear here. telling me that my plays were wrong. Well, play better and I won't tell you that your plays are wrong. All right, you're not right. Or you're not incorrect with that. That is, yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, and honestly, the game that I played today was the only one I've lost so far. So, and I don't know if you would have been able to help because I was actually in the mill mirror. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Although he has better colors, so I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, turns out uh, Homeboy had uh, black green and, or not black green, uh, black blue. And yeah, black blue is better than mono blue. Because you get to kill my guys. And if my guys are trying to mill you and you kill them, that means they can't mill you, and that's not good for me. We honestly could have played some removal in red, but there wasn't that much good red removal. I mean, not in the context of what we wanted. I think we had shock, and that was about it. Yeah. And, like, there were some two-mana ones. The only like one a, I would have been... Yeah, Giant's Greeting yeah, is, like, three... Great. Is two... At instant speed, one in a red, three damage, and then if it kills something... I, or, no, then you scry. And there's also one that's two in a red... Um, and when it kills something, it exiles it. Yeah, black just has better removal, always and forever. Yeah, that's kind of the lay of land. That's kind of how magic works. You're not fucking wrong, Sunshine. Oh, but the I'm, other, I'm... I, I wanted another shout out here. Uh, we shouted this guy out before. It's uh, Mike Wildspeaker. I, Mike Linneman. Yeah. Um, At Warthos Mike. No, no, no. Uh, the guy who does the magic game nights or whatever at his school. He's a teacher. Oh, yes, 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 yes. There's, I mean, the, the you thing. You tweeted about him today. Yeah, Mike Wildspeaker is the guy who has the uh, the group of school kids that uh, he's been teaching magic to. Um, but the guy who set up the GoFundMe is Borthos Mike. Yeah, and they're trying to get a bus to go check out magic art. Um, donate a buck. Donate whatever you're. Yeah, donate five. Yeah, just if you have funds for it. I tweeted it out. So if you go, I think I, re- I retweeted from the Fetch and Shock thing, too. So if you just go to uh, the Fetch Shock Twitter, uh, at Fetch underscore Shock, you'll be able to find it. Um, if you have the funds, uh, g- just please donate like five bucks to it. It'll help pay for kids to go see some cool magic shit and interact with magic and help grow the community. And it'll give you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. So yeah, do that. Yeah, I wanted to shout that out. Even though... Yeah, shows, shout out to MP him, numbers. We've given uh, him a shout out before, but... He just keeps doing cool shit, so he earned yeah. it. Yeah, so go so, yeah, so shout out to MP Numbers for whatever. doing the Content Creator Community Cup. MP Numbers is is great, and he's been doing a phenomenal job with that, uh, and I love him for it. And this this Community Cup is also, has been honestly like so fucking cool, just interacting with, with these different uh, content creators and playing games with them. I, like, I don't play Arena much, uh, because like everybody knows we're not big on standard, but uh, we do we do what we can. And just being able to play Mill and, like, in the future weeks, being able to do just goofy shit with that is going to be super fucking fun. Yeah. And it's going to help produce video content, which I'm going to be... Uh, I'm, I have wrote the script and I've recorded it. Um, I'm just waiting on the rest of the games. 
and then when they post their video, I'm going to try to get ours out relatively soon after that. He's like the fucking godfather of Community Cup. Yeah, essentially. He's yeah, he's the Papa Bear of Community yeah. Cup. But also, in addition to that, shout out. Uh, go check out Vorthos Mike's Twitter because uh, you should already be following him because he's the greatest guy on Twitter. Uh, and if you have the funds, please donate five bucks and support some kids because kids are cool and kids are our future. Unless they suck, then fuck them. But... <laughs> but also, you know, yeah. yeah, that's a cool thing. I always like seeing shit like that. I'm gonna donate some dollar dollar bills. Yeah, these little fucking nerds out there looking at some shit that's cool. Well, speaking of Twitter, we have a Twitter that I've said multiple times this episode. Um, we do have some Twitters. Underscore shock. If you want to follow the podcast, please go check that out on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me, I am at basic land bin on twitter if you want to follow matt he is at it's bop on twitter so go follow us uh and just shout some just ignorant shit at us into the void and we will 1000 percent pick it up and respond in however way we see it. might shout some rude shit back but i mean but that's on brand like yeah. we, we we have a brand uphold and we will follow through and speaking correct. of brands if you want to support the Fetch and Shock brand, and all the things that we produce, uh, the future video content, future podcasts, anything like that, uh, the best way to do it, um, besides just giving us your your positivity on Twitter or your ignorant comments on Twitter or your ignorant comments on YouTube, uh, <laughs> you can go to flipsidegaming.com and you can buy Magic Cards. And by buy- buying Magic Cards, you can support us because at checkout, if you use Fetch 1, you get 10% off, so good for you. And two, you directly support the podcast, and we greatly appreciate it, so please go do that. The promo code is FETCH, correct? Yeah, FETCH. That's what I thought. E- easy as pie. If you can spell, you can do that, which Sounds I know easy. is a lot. But it's I believe also not fucking hard to spell. So. No, it ain't rocket surgery. <laughs> well, dude, that's another one in the books. Fuck yeah, man. The next one's going to be a live boy. It's going to be a live boy. Another live from New York. It's just instead of Syracuse, New York, it's going to be a live from uh, Rochester, New York. I'm God, those, those episodes are just like constantly just nothing but derailment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I mean, like bad. this one wasn't just nothing but derailment. Yeah, that one was pretty terrible, though. This one might be our worst one so far, just on the strict merit of what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, this one was pretty bad. On yeah. Derailments for sure. I But I loved it. Yeah, this one was good. <laughs> At least in that. If you wanted to hear magic, uh, not to listen to one of that. our other podcasts. But if you wanted to listen to us talk about dumb shit, yeah, you came, you came to this one. You found it. Hell yeah, dude. So uh, I guess we'll see you next week, nerds. Sounds good, dude. Peace out. Later. Nerds!